Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for taking time out of your day uh, to join us here on the Ryan and Krista Yusta podcast. Um, I want to read to you out of Genesis chapter 12, and I'm read from verse 1. And it says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of your country, and from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ, there's things that you sacrifice. There's things that you leave behind. Any doctrine that says that you can serve Jesus and you get to keep everything that you had uh, isn't the right doctrine. The Bible says, take up your cross and follow me. There's things that you leave behind. You know, there's, there's sin that you leave in the past. There's even relationships that sometimes the Lord will require of you. There's things that other people do that are your age group that you don't do because you're a Christian. There's music that you don't listen to that you leave behind because you're a child of God and you live by a different set of standards. And so there was a sacrifice here. But then it says, so he required, the Lord required something of Abram. He said, get out of your country from your people, from your father's house into a land that I'll show you. So here he was leaving and he was established. I mean, he was already had wealth, but the Lord told him, the Lord showed up to him and said, hey, it's time to go and, and go. And I'm not even going to tell you where you're going to go. I'm just going to require you to trust me and to go, but it'll be good. So I'm going to take you to a land. And, he, and then he says, this is what I'll do. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. We can look back and say all of that has happened. He made him a great nation. He blessed him. He made his name great. We say he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I mean, there's those are names in the Bible that, that are common names. People know the story of Abraham. He's the father of faith. So he made his name great and, and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abraham was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto your seed will I give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from there unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed, going on still towards the south. You see this relationship where you, you, you don't hear much from the Lord. But he, he speaks to him and tells him what he's going to do. And then you see the heart of Abraham, who, who just yielded. He builded an altar. He wasn't this, all right, God, you brought me out here. Now you got to... No, you see the humble, that you see the humility of, of Abram towards God. That when the Lord speaks, he builds an altar. You see the heart, the heart of, uh, I, I would say, the heart of love that he had towards God. The heart of trust that he had towards God. And it says, And Abram journeyed, going on still towards the south. And there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass, when he came near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold now, I know that you are a fair woman to look upon. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Egyptians shall see you, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they'll save you alive. So I pray you, say, I pray you, that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and my soul shall live because of you. And it came to pass that when Abram was coming to Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commended her before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entered 
And he entreated Abram well for her sake, and he had sheep and oxen, and he had donkeys and men servants and maidservants, and she donkeys and camels. And the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that you have done unto me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why didn't why did you say she is my sister? So I might have taken her to me to wife. Now therefore behold your wife, take her and go your way. And Pharaoh commanded this men concerning him that they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. You know, you see here God's simple promise. Hey, I've chosen you. Go out into this land. And if you do this, I'll bless you. And no one will be able to curse you. Anyone who curses you, I'll curse them. <laughs> I like that. You know, the Bible says that we're the seed of Abraham. And so we're heirs according to the promise. And so the same promise that God gave to Abram is the promise that he gives to us who are his seed, not according to the flesh, but according to Jesus Christ. And so we can expect, according to the word of God, to walk in the same blessing and the same, uh, the same, the, the same promises, the same covenant that Abram or Abraham walked in. So for us as children of God, we begin to see life through this lens that God himself has blessed me and no one can curse me. Do you know how I know this is going to be a week of blessing? Do you know how I know this is going to be a great year of blessing? Because I'm hooked up with the blesser right now. I don't look off into the future wondering what's going to come. I don't look at this week and say, man, I sure do hope this is a good week. I know this is going to be a good week. Why? Because I'm hooked up with God right now. I'm not wondering. I'm not planning. Maybe one day in the future, I'm going to hook up with him and then he'll bless me. I'm blessed by God and no man can curse me. Jesus was cursed by hanging on a tree so that the blessing of Abraham could come on me. My life is not a question mark. My life is an exclamation point of God's goodness and God's glory. I'm in covenant with God. God himself said, if anyone tries to curse you, I will curse them. The Bible says, God has blessed me. Man may curse me, but I will go on rejoicing. The whole curses of the whole world can't touch me because God has blessed me. But this comes to people of faith. So it isn't enough just to hear this. It's you take it for yourself. If the covenant of Abraham is not for me, who's it for? Abraham is dead. He's in heaven. Paul is dead. Peter is dead. Who is this covenant for? I am blessed by God. I'm not wondering what the future looks like. All I'm living, all I'm looking at is saying, Lord, how are you getting the blessing to me? How I can't wait to see how good of a year this is going to be. This isn't a question mark of a year. Oh, I hope it goes well. I've guaranteed my life by, by aligning it up with the word. You don't hear places preach like this. If you're listening from a different church and you don't go to the river of Tampa Bay, most places people go to, they don't preach like this. Well, how many know God doesn't guarantee us a better year than the year before? Actually, he does. The Bible actually does guarantee you a better year than the year before. Why? It says, if you obey and say, oh, he doesn't, you know, God just promises us persecution. You know, you can have persecution and blessing at the same time. Persecution is being persecuted for your faith. How many know God doesn't promise us uh, victory and God doesn't promise us prosperity, but God promises us trials and tribulations and hardships? Actually, he promises us all of that. He promises that there will be persecution, but that you'll receive a hundredfold in this lifetime and in the next. He said, if you obey and serve me, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. This is going to be a joyful year full of joy and enjoyment. This is going to be a great year. 
The Bible says the path of the just is as a shining light, and it shines more and more under the perfect day. The Bible says that though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. The Lord said, I will bless you and I will make a great nation and you shall be a blessing to other people. God does promise prosperity to those whose hearts are for him. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The problem for people, Christians who don't live in blessing is either they've been lied to by the preacher, which is most often, or they don't mix their faith or they don't put the kingdom of God first. But someone who mixes their faith and then puts the kingdom of God first, what does that mean? First of all, you, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. So, so it's, first of all, to be in right standing with God. You, aim, you live a life that aims to please God. I, Lord, I'm not living for sin. I'm not living for my own fleshly pleasure. I'm living to please you. I'm living with my number one aim being to please the living God. I'm living a sin-free. I've left sin behind. I live a pure life before God. The goal of my life is to please God. That's, that's number one, seeking his righteousness. And then seeking his kingdom. I serve God. I'm a soul winner. I tell people about Jesus. I put the kingdom of God first. You can tell by my money and you can tell by my actions. You can tell by where I am on Sunday morning. You can tell that I'm in the word every day. You can tell by, my, by how I pray. You know, this isn't a, a religious works thing. Oh, you got to pray 30 minutes a day, read 30 minutes a day, do this. 30. You know, it's not about that. But it's a living, active relationship with God. God can't be number two. God doesn't come after schooling. God doesn't come after your relationship. You know what happens? Some people get into a relationship and then it becomes an idol. And, and oh, you know, this is God gave me this relationship. Yeah, but you shouldn't be, miss, you shouldn't be not spending time in the Word because you got a girlfriend now or a boyfriend now or a fiancé. God doesn't bless you with children so you can backslide. These things come to people whose hearts are, are, are set on him. So if, if, you're, if, if you're willing to shift it where God's not number one in your life, oh, you know, I'm just believing God for a husband. I hope that husband never comes if he'll be a distraction and, and, and it'll take you away from God. But when your decision is, bless God, when I'm married, a year into my marriage, two years into my marriage, 10 years into my marriage, I'm going to be closer to God than I've ever been because I've, I've chosen and I'm even choosing who I marry by the Bible. I'm not picking someone who's lukewarm for God. I'm not picking someone who's backslidden, who gets drunk every once in a while. I, I, I'm choosing according to the Bible because honoring God is the number one most important thing. But when you do that, when you're one of those people and then you hear preaching like this and you mix faith with it and you say, bless God, you begin to say it out of your own mouth. Bless God, this is going to be the best financial year that I've ever had. Do you know how I know this week's going to be great? Because the blesser is with me. Hey, yes, I'm looking to the future, but you know, faith is not in the future. Faith is now. So we talk about an expectation for the harvest, but how, do I, how can I expect something for the future? It's because of who I, who I belong to now. Right now, I belong to Jesus Christ. God himself has blessed me. If someone tries to curse me, they become cursed. I'm blessed by God. God has blessed me and no one can reverse it. The book of Numbers chapter 19 says, Numbers 23, God has blessed me and no one can reverse it. I'm blessed by God. I've made up my mind this is going to be the best financial year I've ever had. This is going to be the most prosperous, the most, the most uh, uh, victorious financial year I've ever had. Oh, you know, God doesn't promise us victory. Yeah, he does. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Blessed be God who, who leads us in victory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Uh, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. 
John 1, 5. There's many other verses I could go through. God didn't make it that you'd be subject to, to defeat while you're here on this earth. The only reason that the army of Israel lost and Joshua was because of sin in the camp. If you're living a pure life, you're living a life of victory. But the Bible says, whatever you put your hand to will prosper. You're a blessed people. You're blessed by God. The blesser is with you. <laughs> if God be for you, who can be against you? The Bible says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. You are not called to lose. You're not called for ups and downs. You're not called to question, have a question mark in life. You know, I wonder what it's going to be like. I wonder if marriage will be good. You marry the right person. You seek God first and you let him bring the right person. Marriage is the best thing. Marriage is great. I haven't had a single bad day of marriage yet, and I don't plan on having one either. Four years now and not a single bad day of marriage. Having kids is great too. Luke's been alive for over a year now, just celebrated his first birthday. Been the best year of my life. Man, been awesome. Been a blessing. Why? Because first of all, first of all, the, the Lord says that children are a heritage from the Lord. Luke's a blessing to my life, and he's only going to get to be a greater blessing than he is now. I'm blessed by God. And man can't curse me. I'm uncursable. No curse can come and settle on my house. No curse. It doesn't matter what which doctor does what. No worse. No curse can settle on my house. No curse can settle on my family. No, no, no curse can find its way into my home. I'm blessed by God. And so are you. Say that with me. Say, I'm blessed by God. Who can curse me? Come at me, bro. I'm blessed by God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast later on this week. Hope you, not hope you have a great week. This is going to be a great week of blessing in the name of Jesus. I love you.